All right, hey everybody, it's Rob, National Fire Radio. We're sitting here today with Tucker. He's going to be known as Other Tucker throughout the podcast. Tim from 555, uh, or uh, the, well, 555 Fitness, but the size up. And yeah. my friend from high school, Ken Gould. Ken, do you prefer Ken or Kenny? Ken's good. Ken, all right. So uh, Ken is not related to the fire service, so it's going to be a little bit of a different uh, change of pace for us. Um, but Ken had an experience with COVID-19, and he had uh, done a Facebook video where he just did a really good job, in my opinion, of kind of articulating what he ha uh, went through as he um, came down with COVID-19, how he kind of, you know, went through the symptoms, got to diagnosis, and then, uh, you know, I think, Ken, you said it was like mild, but I'd say it was like mild to moderate case I, probably. Yeah, I actually, actually looked it up after the video and I decided it was actually moderate to severe. Okay, so moderate to severe, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I agree after watching the video. So <laughs> why don't you kind of uh, just, you know, for the viewers that are out there, take us through what happened and how, how this kind of came about. Yeah, sure. Um, but before I even do that, I say it's good to see you, Rob. I think it's been like, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really cool. And uh, thanks for having me on. No, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it started out simple enough. Uh, day one, I just, I got a little bit of a cough and a little bit congested, which I have allergies. I'm out in Chicago and I just get lots of allergies here in the springtime. And um, then the dry cough started. I'm like, ah, it's, it's okay. And then, uh, you know, I saw the fever was 99.5 right before I went to bed. I'm like, ah, you know, it's not that bad. And uh, then it kind of just went to a whole flu mode, you know, uh, just uh, chills and the breathing was okay, but um, like it wasn't great. It wasn't perfect, so I was okay. Got through that, and feel free to stop me at any point and ask any questions about this. Uh, so that was day one. Day two, actually, I was working remotely. I'm a, a programmer out here, and um, after our little stand-up meeting and everything, and I was going okay, and uh, just in the middle of the afternoon, I all of a sudden you couldn't breathe. And uh, I think I had, I think I had 911 in the, in the phone. I didn't, I didn't actually call. I got really close. Uh, and I ended up video chatting with a friend uh, just to get through it. And you, you know, you're, and this happened multiple times where you know it's bad because you can't complete your sentences uh, mm -hmm. without taking another breath. So, or, 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 or you choose just not to talk. That's something I'd never experienced before. Like, well, Ken, I could, like in your head, you're like, I could talk now, but that's a real waste of air. So I'm just not going to do that. Ken, prior to those symptoms starting, were you going to work, going out? Were you exposed possibly that you know of? How did, what happened before that? Like a little post. Yeah, so I barely went out at all, which is the, kind of the scariest part of I, in the video I made, I said two times, and I, I remember it actually went out three, three times in the in the previous two weeks. Uh, I'm I'm pretty lucky, you know. My job is, I can be remote, just uh, programming. So, uh, yeah, I left to. I went bike riding once, and uh, went to the grocery store, and I picked up some food. Uh, that was the three. 
And, and did you have a mask on? This would be my other, my other science question. That's all I got after this for science. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. And this was in, this was in March. So masks weren't even really yep. a thing yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think really anybody had masks on at that Yeah, point. no, I'm just, just again, trying to feel it out and, and putting things together from what I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's, uh, it's hard for us um, just because we have so many, like the firehouse is full of very strong opinions. So I think it's like, you know, like this actually is a great question from, from Pip because it, it really does like guys are like, why are we, why are we doing this, you know, the mask, et cetera. And, I, you know, I know you briefly talked about it in the video. Go ahead and try and tell us a little bit about, because you went out bike riding and you went out to the grocery store. Yeah. And the grocery store is actually in my building. <laughs> so, I mean, I really didn't, didn't do much there. I didn't talk about it in the video because I didn't want to, I didn't think it was that important, but um, I did. When I went biking, I had to stop at a light and I did have like uh, a homeless man kind of harass me. So that's my guess of where I got it from. But who knows? I mean, it could come yeah. from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, and that's a big thing with this. And again, in, in the emergency services field for us, it couldn't come from anywhere. You never, you don't know. You know what I mean? There's just no, and that's yeah. why I take it as many precautions. Once uh, you were saying March, you know, in, in, I think New Jersey, New York was a little ahead of Illinois. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much when things started here for us and, and masks came out pretty quickly, but right around that time frame, you could have been around anyone and not known, you know, who you were near. Or anything. Yeah. I tested yeah. positive. We had a, we had a structure fire in Ridgewood. It was a four alarm. So there was probably about 125 firemen there. And, um, I probably caught it there because there were a couple guys that were um, out that are on the job there that weren't at that fire. Um, and I forgot when they were tested positive. So I would imagine it kind of went around their fire department. I had no symptoms whatsoever. I know of at least two other people that were at that job and they tested positive as well. Wow. That sucks. Well, Tucker, I mean, he didn't have any symptoms, though, yeah. so he's going to go through this being like, wow, I have it easy. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. going so, yeah. to hear... That's what I, I was just going to jump back into and be like, yeah. so, so you, you had the, the true shortness of breath speaking in short sentences, correct, you said? Yeah, and uh, not to freak anybody out, but so I, that was day, th March 31st, I believe, is the day I got it, mm -hmm. the day I started the fever. So just yesterday I had another attack. Uh, so I'm on day 30, uh, one or two. Uh, not, not from the virus specifically. Um, I think it's, it really, it gets your lungs pretty bad from the moderate to severe. So if I try to push myself at all right now, I will suffer the consequences the next day. Uh, so I pushed myself a bit on Friday just because I'd had three or four good, really good days in a row. And I was like, okay, I'll try to walk a little bit faster. And then I woke up Saturday morning and uh, no other symptoms other than just, I think my lungs are very, very easy, easily irritated. Uh, and it's just, it's a pain in the ass, huge pain in the ass. Yeah. So, and actually we had scheduled to do something last Saturday and had the exact same thing happen. Right. <laughs> So it's just like it, it's an ongoing process. It's probably going to take me another couple of weeks to really get over. But 
And I mean, Kenny, you've been sick before. Like, I mean, you're a relatively healthy person, but like you've had a chest cold, you've had, you've had the flu. And I think a common thing that everyone's, it's just, a, it's a flu, but like this, I mean, cause I, I know when I can't breathe, like it's a very alarming feeling. And I remember being at a fire once and like some kind of smoke enveloped us. And it, it literally took the, like you said, like I wanted to say something on the radio, but I, I didn't want to waste the, the oxygen to, to get it out. And that's when we were like, Hey, we should move or put our mask on or do something else, but not be stay where we're here, where we are. And yeah. That's, that, that's a pretty good description right there. I think uh, of it, of that feeling. And those, those attacks that I had, they last about two hours. Then they, then they do slightly improve uh, over time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I can just continue with the symptoms of what happened. So day three to six, uh, I spiked at about 103 fever. Um, at that point, I was definitely taking lots of Tylenol because <laughs> once you get to like 103, 104, you're like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> good, good call on that one, Ken. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, really hard to catch the breath, though. I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that many attacks at that point. It was just more like just hard to catch your breath. Um, hard and, to walk over to the bathroom, you know. Okay, yeah, I was just going to say, like, to kind of put it in that perspective, something as simple as walking to the bathroom is really what's kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just It's just enough to flare it up for you. Yeah. Uh, day seven, completely lost my sense of smell, just kind of out, out of nowhere. Um, and I still don't have that. I have like, I have like 10% of my smell at this point and like 50% of my taste. So if I burn like bacon or uh, I make coffee, I can't smell it at all. Unless I put my nose like right on it, and I can just barely make that. Um, the fever improved from day seven to 10, it, it went away. Uh, I did get tested on day 10. That's when I was positive. Um, I've been doing televisits with the, the doctors at this, this point and they were pretty sure I had it. And they, they finally had me go in because there were enough tests. There wasn't, there wasn't enough tests for me to get tested initially. Um, day 11, I had, a, I woke up and I could only get like 60, 70% of air. It felt like when I was breathing in the morning. So um, had another televisit. The doctor told me it was probably pneumonia. I should probably get a chest x-ray. But then all the places to do chest x-rays were closed. <laughs> and uh, but it, in the end, I, I talked to you know a couple of doctors and, and nurses. And the chest x-ray isn't really that important because the treatment's the same, whether it's negative or positive, they're going to give you antibiotics. And uh, so I got antibiotics, I got albuterol, which was, uh, it's used for asthma. That's really helpful, it opens up your, your airways. Um, day 12, 13, I lost my voice, uh, a lot of chest tightness and issues breathing. <laughs> I, should, I should mention, I, I forgot, I, I said this in the video, because as I'm going through this, I have a list, but I forget things. Day, Day, I don't know, seven or eight, whatever, my fever was gone. I woke up and I felt amazing. I, I was like, oh, it's gone. It's gone. I'm waiting. And I, <laughs> I, and I did a yoga workout. 
in the morning and I felt great. I, it, I got through it, no problem. I'm like, yeah, I'm better. And uh, that night I tried to do another one and I made it 10 to 15 minutes in and I was about to collapse and I just laid on my bed for like four hours, basically just trying to recover and get air at the same time. That was really stupid. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's it, like if hindsight is 2020 now you think it's stupid but i mean like it's really important because a lot of people out there especially for our, our followers like that day seven or eight that fever breaks and you actually starting to feel better i mean we all go through that with the flu or a cold and we're like hey we're on the upswing i mean pip i'm yeah. sure like for you like that's when you're like you're you're jones and i get back working out like i know for yeah. myself i'm like all right let me like i can start doing things around the house and yeah. it's just so important to kind of give yourself that uh because that was one of the things that took away is like it's important to give yourself that that time and really like see what's going on and make sure it's not trying to uh to trick you yeah and and it's very everything i've read and i've talked to i don't know five or six people that have had uh, mild to moderate cases i'd say it's a one severe i actually had some people reach out to me after the, the video i put out um they're going through it too but um yeah it, uh, a common thing is you get better for two or three, four days, and then you just get hit again. Uh, it's very depressing. It's, it's because it's very hard to go through knowing that it can turn at like any moment. Um, I've, I'm sure you guys have seen the worst of it being kind of on the front lines. Uh, it's real bad, but it, it sucks. <laughs> No, there's, there's, there's no way that that doesn't suck because like you just said, like it, it's, you, you think you beat it, you know, like how, again, we're, we're not going to get into internet battles here with people, but, you know, like, oh, it's just like the flu or it's a flu, but, you know, usually you have the flu and you feel like ass and then the flu goes away and you're good to go, you know, and then like this, it coming back, you know, you had to start wondering, am I ever going to get better? You know, what's going to happen this time around, Correct. I'm still at that phase. I mean, like I said, I had a really bad day yesterday. I, I mean, I was sitting in the chair, talking, not being able to finish sentences, dizzy. I didn't want to get up, didn't want to walk anywhere. How many days in are you now? About 30. Wow. Yeah. You didn't think and again, I, I'm talking to people on Facebook that replied to my video and two or three of the same thing. You know, they, they're on like day 28, day 29. And and Kenny, like before, before you got sick, like you were active. I mean, you said you went out for a bike ride, so I don't like that's not just like a a once a month thing for you. Like you're not you're you're doing regular exercise. Dudes just don't do yoga when they have COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny's definitely a fitness type of person. Yeah. He's just, you know, hey, yeah. let me try yoga today with my <laughs> with my COVID. Yes. Pop yes. this DVD uh, in. Yeah. I, I mean, I was biking to work. Yeah, I was doing that the DDP yoga and uh, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page yoga, yeah, yeah man. Page yoga, <laughs> Not your mama's yoga. <laughs> it's good stuff. He put out a good video. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, so I, I was pretty active. Thank God, you know, I it made me think about um, you know people that are not in good shape, and you know I, I've been breathing hard with the biking and the and the yoga so uh, I'm sure it helps turn up a lot I mean Kenny's symptoms that you've said already I mean every day you were an ALS 911 call like an advanced life support unit paramedic call yeah. 
in our world where without a, a pandemic, you know, people would call with a high fever or they'd call with shortness mm -hmm. of breath, like you said, speaking in short sentences and, and we're going to work you, we're going to give you albuterol because that's what we do, you know, and, and other drugs and things. So yeah. when you think of someone who's not in as good of shape or in condition, conditioned to anything and they have this happen to them, it's really going to, really going to throw them for a loop. And, and that's what we saw with this for sure, at least I know in, in, in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, just just thinking about that, it's 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 uh, I it's it's scary. You said you had problems getting tested at first. Were there not that many around, or no, no centers? Yeah. So in Chicago, uh, they were. So this was March thirty first, or I think April first. I had my first televisit. Uh, they did not have tests unless you were underlying conditions, things like that. And then 10 days later, I was on a another visit and they said they're available now for everyone if you have the symptoms. And so I looked what, to... What date was that approximately? When I went was approximately April 10th, right around there. April 10th, okay. Illinois is num currently number four with cases, 58,000 cases. So it's in, in the, all the states, it's the fourth highest um and then uh it, it, i'm not i don't have it going the other way of, of the terminal cases but in the, in the regular cases it's number four yeah and i'm right in the heart of the city so uh, probably in the worst spot for it um but the yeah so the symptoms i had that pretty much covered it a lot of a lot of chest tightness coughing i didn't mention the congestion the first week was really bad um couldn't breathe through the nose at all. And uh, I actually may have lost my sense of smell before that day seven or day eight, but I couldn't tell because I was so congested. Um, yeah, just, and, the, and then it just like, for days it would come and go and come and go and come like, you'd be good for two days. Oh, then you feel like shit, you get another breathing attack. Uh, now I'm at the point, uh, I haven't been tested again, but from what everyone has told me, all the doctors and everything that I, I'm negative at this point, but uh, I either had pneumonia or bronchitis. And, and that was from uh, day 11, day 12. The doctor's like, probably have pneumonia. You should get the chest checked out. Um, I, that, it really hit my lungs, I guess, pretty bad because now I'm still recovering from that. It's been like two or three weeks. Now. Uh, Which is a whole other illness to recover from now. You know, like you now you're, and, and that is like a good solid month of recovery, usually from a, a pretty severe pneumonia um, at at your age, our age. You know, we're around the same age. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, this is all exacerbated by COVID nineteen in the first place. So it's like, it's like, hey, we're gonna have a small campfire, and then all of a sudden, COVID nineteen is like, I bought the gasoline. It's gonna be great. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Because it does a number on your lungs. It does a number on, on your whole system with the, the, the cytokine storm. So, yeah, I'm also hearing weird things now and like random reports of people getting uh, their, their bloods clotting a lot and people are having strokes. And a lot of that is around, is, is kind of later on in the process, kind of like where I'm at. So uh, you think about stupid crap like that all the time. <laughs> but, and, and, and there's that app. Uh, that aspect of this too, the, the mental aspect and the, the, the strain and the stress on you, which is, 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 you know, 
I can only imagine. That's the easiest way to say it, right? Veneer, I'm, I'm looking at you as I'm saying this, saying like, yeah. you know, that, that I think is a big part of this for us on the emergency services side is to think about the stress on the patients um, because we usually only see people uh, for a very brief time. You know, we pick them up, we bring them to a hospital, we never see them again type thing. But now, not that we see these folks again, but we know that there are stories like yours out there. So it's, it's weighing on us for sure on that end of it. Are, you guys, are you guys seeing a, a big increase or have you seen a big increase of this type of thing? Oh, I think, my God. Yeah, well, Pip, you're in a little bit of a, like, well, yeah, I, I just talked on that one. <laughs> yes, um, so I'm in uh, central New Jersey. Um, we were not hit as hard as northern New Jersey or, or New York City was, but we are a stone's throw away from that. You know what I mean? So it's like one of these things where trying to explain to people in Ohio or Texas that, you know, it's only 30 miles north of me and they've had thousands of cases just today. Um, yeah, I, I'm in that area. And, and uh, Tucker lives of, in that area. Uh, a lot of it came from the uh, Bergen County main line that comes right out of uh, Grand Central, pretty much. Everybody goes into New Jersey from Grand Central and it came right up the line. They noticed that uh, a lot of the cases were along that line all the way through Suffren um, and uh, Port Jervis, New York. Yeah, and I, for Dutchess County, uh, you know, where I work, it's the same thing. It's a bedroom community of New York City. I just think that for whatever reason, um, we didn't have as many cases to start, but they're starting to pick up now. It looks like, like I'm looking at the calls and I'm not at work, I'm on through an active down one and I'm seeing, you know, the, the elderly sick people that you're just like, this isn't, this is, this isn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it too, where we are not, uh, so we are actually declining now. Everything is declining for us. However, it's not, you know, if you are at a thousand and now you're at, 875 yeah that's a decline so that's good we're yeah. trending down but the numbers are still extremely high you know we went so high that now our decline is just going to be long and yeah I, I was talking to a funeral director and uh they usually do about 40 bodies in a in a month and they had that in three to five days God. yeah so we got hit pretty pretty hard where we are, you know, for the most part, you know, there's, there's definitely, I don't think anyone in this area can say they didn't know someone that, that had it, you know, in like your, your same circumstances um, type of thing. So, but it, it's good that it's, again, we're declining. And that's why I was asking you about the masks and the cleaning and things like that. Cause uh, in my department, we wear a mask 24 seven. Now we clean four times a day, you know, we use special cleaning stuff We're we're, uh, even yesterday we had a, a small fire and, you know, we were even limiting who was going around anyone at that fire, you know, just because we, we work differently. Um, Are you using the fog sprayers, like the backpack blower types? Uh, no, we have one on order. We took our, uh, we took our air tool kit off the rescue truck and got a <laughs> paint sprayer and you know you set the PSI to 40 for the paint sprayer and it puts out a pretty nice fog. So, uh, and actually right, right before the fire came in, of course, take all the packs out of the rig, guys, let's do the seats. So we did our seats. And so now your pack, this comes in as a, a kitchen fire and your pack is sitting on the floor. <laughs> so you're like, oh man, everybody's trying to get their packs in the harnesses, trying to get dressed type thing. But uh, yeah, we so we're doing a lot of cleaning. Blower and 
after every call, the vehicles are sprayed down inside and out. And uh, at first, we were spraying down people with that were in their gear. Now we're not doing that anymore. We're just spraying that down on the racks. So, how's your cleaning regimen changed, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I shower once every two weeks. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I wipe stuff down and I wear masks. Uh, yeah, that's it. Wash your hands a lot, you know. Wash your hands all the time. I'm not leaving the apartment very often. So uh, it's, you know, that, so that's a change. So one of the things can we like kind of touched on it briefly before, but like this going through this process, like having the good days and then the bad days and the depression that kind of went with that. And then also being in the apartment, like you're, you're going through moments where you can't breathe. You're dialing 911 on your phone, but you're not pressing send because you're right at the cusp and you're like, you're trying to weigh that out. And like, and you're isolated. Like how did you, you had some like good friends to get you through some of that. Like you said, you'd call people or video conference with somebody or whatever. And like, can you kind of touch on that? Because I think like we know we have people like Tucker was in isolation with his son. So I'm surprised they're both still alive. Um, but like, you know, there's, there's people who are out there that are going to be isolated by themselves. I mean, I know in some places they're putting first responders in a hotel room somewhere, which I mean, that would drive me crazy after 24 hours. Like I'd just be like, I'm in, I'm in a really nice looking prison, but, um, like what, what, what'd you do? What do you got, you know, to take away from that or, or talk about? So don't turn on the news ever. <laughs> um, I, I would even try to listen to, I'd be feeling good. And I'd be listening to some podcast and they would just say the word pneumonia and it would trigger me like to like to my brain to go to like all sorts of places. Um, but seriously, I would, if, if I were in that situation, I would try to never see the news or look at my phone about anything related to COVID-19 because if you're having a moderate or severe uh, thing, you just, it doesn't help you to think about it. It helps you to, to put your mind somewhere else, which is why you should, yeah, talk to your friends over video or text or, I mean, video is preferred, but and and then I, I would have to tell my friends to not talk about COVID nineteen. <laughs> like I, yeah, let's like so. How is your dog? You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was so that was really helpful. When I was feeling better, I'd also I'd also have one shot of whiskey. <laughs> you know. Uh, no shame. No yeah. no nothing. <laughs> you're not talking to the wrong crowd here. Like. Yeah, to say. Well, did that seem to help anything with you or did it make things worse? Did you find any relief from that or? He's yeah, not teething, Tucker. Um, so your throat gets pretty bad, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so it helps your throat. I, I was I was doing whiskey and honey and hot oh, water. Yeah. So kind of like a tea, but with a little mm -hmm. bit of alcohol in there. Oh, hot, hot, toddy. Hot, toddy. hot toddy action. Nice. Yeah. 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 So that, that helped a lot. And I would, I would have that with, um, you know, when I'm video chatting with a friend. Um, I think, you know, focusing on things that you can control, which I talked a little about in the, in the Facebook video I made, it, it kind of disturbed me how little information there was about ways that you can actually prevent pneumonia. Uh, it's the, the doctors I, I talked to, 
once I asked them about it, they would bring it up. But if I didn't say anything, I wouldn't necessarily talk about it. But um, there are things you can focus on. You can do breathing exercises where you take, you take a deep breath for like five to 10 seconds. I would do five and then hold it in for five seconds and do that five times in a row. And then on the very last one, you cough up what's ever in here if there if there's anything um, so just making your breathing stronger and um, doing the if you start feeling stuff in your lungs you can do the percussion yeah. it's hard by yourself but if you it's better if you have somebody else but you can do the percussion the the, yeah using the cup method yeah the cup method and uh I was what doing is this percussion that. cup method that you guys are talking about <laughs> you cup your hands and you just you whack them up and down the back and it loosens everything in the lungs okay uh, my cousin had cystic fibrosis and that was having you had to do that every day for him and mm -hmm. it loosens everything up and then they they get the phlegm in the mouth and they spit into a cup and you keep that process going for about a half hour but you, it's really hard to do by yourself yeah it's yeah. very it's it's very difficult to do by yourself I would, I would actually end up just burping myself mostly, <laughs> but uh, I'd also steam. A steam was really helpful. So to take uh, hot showers just to clear everything up. And um, one of my friends is a nurse mentioned uh, I was I was taking my vegetable steamer and I was using that to get steam in. And she said, put some vapor rub in there and it just clears you all out and um, also just kind of relaxes you, which is which is really nice. Again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but the doctors I talked to all said these are great things to do. So, I mean, from the folks I know who've had it in the, in the same type of scenario that you're describing, everything you said they did. And, and that's what they're saying, that the yeah. same thing was, was working for them. You know, it wasn't curing them, but it was making them feel better, you know, in that time of need, let's say. Yeah, so just, it, it helps us to be able to focus on something. So at least you can focus on that. So I'm doing everything I can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, just talking to your friends, anything to distract you, if you have video games, uh, you can, if you're feeling good enough, you could even, you know, if you're working remotely or something, you could try, you could occasionally do like an hour or two. Um, were, you, were you able to work at all during this time? How do you said that? Yeah, yeah, like not much, but just, again, just to distract me, so some mornings I'd feel okay, and I would do like two hours, and then like, oh, that's it, I'm done. You'd also be physically and mentally exhausted by the afternoon every day. So, um, even yeah, I just couldn't do it after that. I just, my brain didn't work well enough. I think that's just been one thing for, I don't know, I, I mean, for all of us that are in emergency services, at least up here, like we're all kind of uh, like exhausted at the end of the day at baseline just because, you know, you're just so inundated with everything that's going on. And it's like, just all up in in your business about it so like you know you can come home and you just want to collapse and do nothing as it is so i can't imagine actually being sick and having to do deal with this kenny did you have any days of like like you slept the whole day you know i've heard people are have told me too they slept like 36 hours almost pretty much like i've heard that too um i i didn't have the, the 36 hour sessions i did sleep more you know 10 uh. 10 hours, 12 hours sometimes, but nothing, I wouldn't say nothing, like more like a normal, being normal sick kind of sleep for me. Okay. 
I, I guess talking about the psychology of it and the isolation for, for me personally being sick with a high temperature that didn't bother me like you've been through the you've been through that stuff before you've been through the a, a flu or whatever like the only part that psychologically bothered me was the breathing part you know that that uh because you have no control over that and you don't you know and it's scary as hell like you can't breathe I, i suffer from allergic reactions it is and i know what's going on you know like it is scary as hell when you can't breathe and you're waiting to and and i'm fortunate with allergic reactions and i can get a few drugs fairly rapidly that are going to reverse it fairly rapidly but in your instance you, you didn't know what was going to happen in everybody's incidents with, with COVID-19. So when you think about that fear end of it alone, you know, that, that is strength. Like, uh, I can't imagine having. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I do remember I was following, um, politics aside, I was following, uh, was Boris Johnson, I think is his name. It's British prime minister. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. like a day or two ahead of me of having it. And then he like goes to the ICU. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good like the like day 13 i'm like i was starting to feel good we we were in this together man you can't ruin it for me so that's when you stopped watching the news right yeah. that's <laughs> when you gave up on uh, on the bbc as well like <laughs> the american news was gone american news was gone the first day went to the bbc and then that just ended it yep. Yep. I was like, no, Boris, no, don't do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> At the Hotel California, you can check in, but you can't ever leave, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, that's, it's it's interesting, too, though, that you were, that was like your buddy. Like, you know, not your buddy, but, you know, like what you're saying, like finding different outlets, you know, like, well, here's somebody, and hey, he doesn't know me, but I'm following him and seeing what he's doing today. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if it didn't go well for him, I don't know. <laughs> it could have been bad. for me. It's it's even hard to like. It's only been like a week or two, but still like it's hard to even remember how the anguish of those couple of weeks. You know, it's just not being directly in it now. It's it's not fun, but I think knowing that going in it would be helpful. Right. What's uh, what what was like? I mean, you know, the the breathing was pretty bad. Is there is there anything else that was just like a you know, I don't want to say like an extreme struggle, but like what was the hardest apex to get over in in this? Like, was it the, just the breathing or was there a night that you were like, fuck man, like this is, you know, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like that first shortness of breath uh, I had was bad. I think, I think it also got worse because it, it also like, even when I started getting better, then I started having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I'm talking to my friend, uh, she really helped, kind of, kind of brought me down. And uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like that was the apex. The, the breathing is definitely the apex. And it was really hard to hear that I might have the pneumonia. <clears throat> but um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know when you did your video, you said there's a couple of anecdotal things you had was the whiskey, the albuterol helped, the cupping helped, and then the uh, the, the steamer with the vapor rub. And yeah. 
what else are, my, are we missing? Oh yeah, um, and I'm sure any doctor would say this, but the uh, I can't pronounce the word gallifenesin or something like Robitussin DM because oh like uh, Mucinex. Yeah, Mucinex. Mucinex. Yep. It's just going to clear up anything that's in here, so you definitely would want to take that because the longer the crap stays in here, the more likely it is to develop into pneumonia. So anything you can do to break up anything in there is is going to be wise. Um, but yeah, and you were asking if there's things to do. You know, I was video chatting with friends. I started a fantasy series. It's like 16 books long called The Wheel of Time. I don't know. <laughs> um, I couldn't actually, I couldn't even really focus enough to read it. So I got the audio books. Um, music and I, I play piano. So when I was well enough, I do that. Um, supplemented with vitamin C, vitamin D, who knows? Uh, every vitamin possible <laughs> yeah every, every and I, I didn't have the albuterol to like day 11 which it would have been nice to have that oh and the uh for the stress especially going to bed i had cbd that was really helpful okay that would really help with the mental side um i thought there's one more thing oh i have talked this is anecdotal but i've talked to a couple of people that have it that have um they're called cpap machines the machines you use for when you can't mm -hmm. sleep, uh, sleep. Yep. Yeah, the, sleep uh, jeremy needs one who's does the podcast with us uh <laughs> but he yeah when i when i if i ever share a hotel room with him again i'll i'll record him and people will be like yeah you need to cpap bad yeah, CPAP, <laughs> yeah. yeah so i i have heard really good things about those that they shorten the breathing attacks and they kind of act like a respirator. So if if you were to get the disease and you had one of those, you would definitely want to try it. So totally anecdotal, I have no idea. No, but I mean, that, that that's something that, um, so part of the hospital strain uh, theory, uh, whatever you want to call it, but part of the hospital strain was going to be how many people would need to be on some type of continuous oxygen therapy. Um, so they couldn't send them home because they couldn't have enough oxygen in their house and they were still too sick. So what they did in New Jersey and New York is they stood up these field hospitals and a lot of the field hospitals ended up actually taking those patients. Um, so they weren't the sickest, but they weren't able to go home and they needed this oxygen therapy all the time. Um, so a lot of that was going on. Uh, I honestly, I don't really know the numbers right now of where we're at. I know the field hospitals are still open. Um, but they're shutting I, a lot of them down in the city right now. Yeah, I think we're probably coming that way. I know we had a hundred and uh, we had an initial 85 uh, FEMA ambulances from around the country come to New Jersey. And then that was supplemented by another hundred uh, that was there. And now they're all gone too. So like I said, we're starting to trend back down into the, you know, the, the normalcy of things, I guess, or whatever. You want. I don't even know what we call it anymore, right? Like, what's your new normal, Kenny, going to be? You know, like. Uh, new normal. Um, podcast. Yeah. I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I'm going to call it Fire National Radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can say new normal, I guess, outside of the fire world. You know, I, I'm a programmer and we're not going into work as often because why? If you can do if you can do the majority of your work at home, 
and you can protect people. And so that's one big view normal. Well, it's also cheaper for the businesses, then you don't have to rent office space. And I think that's going to be a problem that uh, we're not going to be renting a lot of this office space that's available because everybody knows now you can do it remotely and it works. Yeah, for sure. Is your office like office space? Like programmers and computers TPS and things reports. like yeah, TPS reports and... Uh, well, Right before this happened, I took the printer out and started beating the shit. <laughs> Other than that, that printer was from China. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> that could it could have been where you got it from. Then you never know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's changed a lot since Office Space. It's, you're not really using cubicles anymore, and everyone actually talks to each other. And you know, it's that's pretty cool, actually. He was ahead of his time taking down his cubicle wall. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> for everyone in the office land. Yeah. see load letter. I, I, I don't think that that's one EMS call I'll never forget was in Waffinger's. I went into, uh, you know, as a diabetic emergency or something like that. And we walked in, it was a call center for an insurance company. And we walked in and I'm like, hey, where's the patient? And my partner was like, yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, kind of like whack-a-mole, but like all these heads just started popping up over the cubicles. And there's all these females who were at the call center and I actually felt like a piece of meat for the first time. They're like, who's this? Who's this? There's a man here? What's going on? And I was just like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, His wife it was uncomfortable. here in the background? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it, it was legit uncomfortable, but yeah. He had a sign on his back with his phone number and stuff, you know. So you can, <laughs> Call 911, ladies. So you can legit work from home then for as long as probably you need to, right? Yeah, I'm really, really lucky in that, in that sense. Yeah. I was <laughs> totally unrelated, but I, I was just before I started, I was trying to do stand-up comedy and improv and that, not doing that anymore. So. Well, now you can do sit-down comedy. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know about Zoom now, so you just do it on Zoom. I mean, you know, give you the platform and you're good to go. That's right. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I think that's been an interesting thing, too. I don't know if you've been watching, you know, I know you said you stopped watching the news, but how many things you see, especially with music, like, you know, I think every Monday, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day is doing some kind of a new song. You know, there, there's all kinds of live music that, that's coming out. I know Metallica's releasing concerts. Um, did you find any of that? Were you watching that kind of stuff just to keep you going or? I wasn't personally, but I could definitely see someone doing that and it helping for sure. Um, I can't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> Mostly just lying on the bed, I think. And uh, listen, listen to an audio book, listen to a podcast, turning it off when they start talking about COVID. <laughs> now before you got this did you notice when you went out that people were wearing masks and distancing at all or was this all just kind of a new thing and it was like isolated to the new york metropolitan area and you guys didn't think much of it it was it was still it was still isolated uh to you guys and i believe a couple days after i went for my bike ride they actually did close all the parks and that's kind of when it got serious. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think we, maybe a week before that, we stopped going to work 
I think that's right, about a week. So it was, it's right about there, but the mask thing wasn't, wasn't a thing here yet until a little bit after that. And honestly, I mean, I still, I, you know, if, if I walk through or I look out, it's like 50-50, people wearing masks or not here. Mm. So. Yeah, so we can't even go into a store without a mask on. Yeah, some type of face covering. I, I think it's been kind of cool, though, because there's a lot of people that have been, like, wearing bandanas, so it's bringing back this, like, Wild West kind of feel. <laughs> and it's or like, every right. robber, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Put a big Bowie knife on the side of my hip and wear that around, <laughs> cowboy boots. But. I said the other day, we were in the engine, and we were, we were going in the Wawa, and I'm like, dude, we should do it just, like, in point break. Like, just run in and jump on the counter and be like, yeah! <laughs> we're here for the coffee and the donuts <laughs> but, you guys ever like like you're walking around or somewhere and somebody coughs and then you just look back like oh you <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't cough in your elbow now, you have a, now with everybody having masks on though you're like well hey whatever you just coughed in your own face now you yeah. know like in the beginning though there was definitely like a, like a people sneezing people coughing See that, it's funny you bring that up because the 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 first walk I took when I I felt good for like a, a week and had no symptoms, um, I I went out and I and I was just walking across the street and some guy is just like, <laughs> like, like like six feet in front of me walking towards me, and I didn't I, if if I had like more energy at that point i i would i would have lost it man. but and he didn't have a mask on of course but uh yeah whatever i'm still here <laughs> well and and a lot with the masks is that like i had no idea i had it we had our whole fire department tested because uh our assistant chief got it really bad um and uh you know, he then went out and got us all tested. And so many of us that came up positive, had, we had no symptoms whatsoever. So, you know, it, it could have been a false positive. But then again, you know, we could be spreading it to other people that um, aren't fighting it the way our bodies did. And because I didn't know that, I mean, even around family members, you weren't wearing masks. And after that, everybody pretty, pretty much started wearing masks, even in their house. So. That's something, Tucker, that, that no one is really talking about publicly when it comes to emergency services providers, healthcare providers. Um, there, there, there's definitely some talk about it, but it's not being focused on where like my wife is a physician assistant. She's in the hospital three days a week. Um, so basically, it's been us and our kids, our two boys, and that's it. You know, we haven't, the con we've had social distancing contact eight feet away from my sister you know, but no one's come in our house in, I don't know, what, 53 days, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever this started in New Jersey, like no one, because we have that fear that we may have it, yep. not even know yeah. we have it and give it to someone else that we love. And I, and I see that a lot in a lot of people that are, that are in EMS fire and healthcare right now that we, we don't know if we have it or not. Yeah, my, my wife thought she had it. She, she's in ophthalmology in the city and she in February was very sick. Uh, so we're waiting for the antibody test to see if, uh, you know, she has already had it. But when we did the fire department tests, they also allowed the family members to be tested. She came up negative right away. But, uh, you know, it's kind of scary where, 
you have no symptoms and you know you're you're doing things around people that you feel are clean or you know um all right and you know you could actually either be giving it to them or they could be giving it to you and um you know it's it's and around us because you know they were looking in the city and they said that they thought that at least 25% of all the people have had it um just think of how many more people you're spreading it to and and you're you know, your circle, which, you know, eight, nine, 10 people, even, even with people who aren't in our industry are, are around every day and, you know, they could be spreading it. Yeah, I had to tell my neighbor to step back the other day when I was talking to him, like respectfully, but he's just like in the, you know, the, the conversation of just talking and he's kind of inching closer to hear me. And I'm like, Hey man, like we just, we gotta, I'm around sick people all the time at work. Like, I don't want to get you sick. Cause you know, it's not fun. Very early on, one of my neighbors, I, I live in a cul-de-sac. We went around the half of my cul-de-sac because she would take a step closer and I would take a step back. <laughs> I didn't really want to say anything. Like, and like, literally we walked around half the cul-de-sac with like this, like, she took a step closer, I took a step back, talked some more, she took a step. And, and again, it was all very new. Yeah. And, you know, like nobody really knew, but, but you know, my, my wife is super smart. No idea why she married me. But like, she was like, we have to be careful. She's like, at work, you have to be very careful. She's like, I don't know who I'm around right now. Like, this is, it's a real deal. And, it, and you know, we've been fortunate, knock on whatever I can knock on thus far. But, you know, that, that's just, don't know. And it's something that we sign up for. Um, but your family didn't sign up for that. Your kids didn't sign up for that. Yeah. So, you know, you understand the risks. But, uh, you know, they shouldn't have to be part of that risk. Well, I think the biggest thing that we were ever concerned about, you know, like hepatitis, TV, HIV, and AIDS, right? All things, I mean, uh, um, TV, we can't, we couldn't see, but we'd be like, oh, wow, this guy's really coughing. Yeah. Oh, should put, <laughs> a put a mask on, on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, everything else has always been nice. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just, uh, we can see it, or, you know, somewhat see it. We're like, oh, that's blood. I don't want to touch it, you know. I'm gonna put my gloves on, but yeah. So, well, we've been going for either about an hour or just a little under an hour, but you know, kind of wrap up here. But Kenny, thank you for one coming in and sharing the experience with us. Um, you know, on on closing or in closing, is there anything that you want to add or or throw out there to to anybody that's going to be tuning in? Yeah, just if you if you do get if if you do end up getting like a moderate to severe case, um, you know, just know that the psychology of it, uh, it's just know it's coming and it's going to suck, but you know, odds are you're going to get through it. I think mm -hmm. it's really important. Uh, you, if you, you know, I used to be a big poker player and, uh, the odds are in your favor. So <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. that's something to focus on. Just got to focus on the positive. Well, Kenny, thank you for, for, for joining us today. I, I appreciate it, but this is different content than what we normally do. So, and I, it's, it's, it's good. So I, on behalf of all of us here at National Fire Radio, the size up and, uh, well, rush of us as well. Pete and Julie are probably sleeping. So I think they worked last night, but thank you for, uh, for coming in today and, and talking with us. So. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Right, this is Rob National Fire Radio with Pip Tucker and Ken. Out in, uh, out in Chicago, thank you once again. We'll catch you guys in the next one.
Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe.